one of these days you're going to throw me off. You're going to say hi normally and it's going to be different. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't think of any clever way to say hello this time. Yeah, so I just stuck with the. The huge. The huge. The huge. The huge. Okay. So the loofahs. Yes. <laughs> sprouted. Yep. And I mean, they are thriving. Yeah, but you have them in their little greenhouse thing, yeah? Yeah. Yep. I saw your What am I supposed to take the lid off? I don't know. I think it's supposed to be like when they start to touch the top. Touch the top. Okay. Yep. I opened that thing up. Okay, so I opened it up yesterday and there was nothing. Give it a little squirt, squirt water. Yep. Closed it. Squirt, squirt water. The cherries. Closed it. Okay. This morning, I opened the cherries first. Still nothing. So squirt, squirt the cherries. Yeah. Put the lid back on. Opened up the loofahs and got attacked. By leaves. By leaves. Well, and a exciting. bunch of little baby green sprouts. Well, that's good. Like overnight. Just. Sometimes they do that. That's insane. But that's exciting. You get a loofah. You get a loofah. Everybody gets a loofah. Your Christmas will be lit. Loofahs. Yeah. Lit loofahs. Not on fire ones, so just really cool ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. So here's the question. Do you have to, like, let the plant dry out, or do they just grow like that? They grow like that. I watched a YouTube video. I think you sent it to me, but I remember the guy saying that he had let it set for too long. No, he didn't let it set for too long. He said it was easier to peel the the core off or the outer part off when they're green. But it's just the same as if you let it dry out. It's just a little harder to peel while it's all dried out. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, good luck with that. I wish you the best. I, I don't know why you're wishing me the best when you get a shipment of loofahs that yeah. you have to shuck miss man no i don't think so they better and, already be shucked and cut when you send them to me oh you want them shut well miss prima donna over here yes. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to put a little tag on it too yeah yellow loofahs yeah just throw it in with some bubble bath a couple bath bombs you know okay. yes all right. spa baskets spa basket all right with homegrown loofahs yeah yeah, we're never going to have to buy another loofah as long as we live. Ever. Like, hopefully they're not too scratchy. I've never used that kind. I've seen them in stores, but I've never bought one. Well, I know that when, like, they're really, really dry, but you can get it wet and it softens up a lot and it still just ex exfoliates. Yeah, but is it rough? Like, or does it feel like yeah. a loofah loofah? Well, what kind of loofah? It's not like one of those cloth loofahs. No, like the Walmart like sponge little, ones. Yeah, no. no. It's not going to be spongy. It's going to be like, um, not necessarily rough, but solid. Cool. Yeah, that's rough, but so, not rough, but solid. Cool. Not rough, but solid. Excellent. You know what? You'll find out when you get your yeah, shipment when I of get loofahs. One. <laughs> You better tell me how they work first. Like, you you have to test it out. We'll do a, a live stream of me shucking a loofah yeah. and cutting it open when it's time. Excellent. Do you want a loofah plant? No. I feel like you should have one. I don't have room for it. <laughs> With all of those sprouts that just sprouted up, I feel like, 
Like, you need a loofah plant in your life. I think you need to get busy on those raised garden beds and fucking plant them out there. Well, uh, yeah, that's about that. Uh, It's on the to-do list. Mm -hmm. And at the rate that the loofahs are growing, I don't... Do you at least have a bucket to put them in? Not yet. Oh, my God. Serena, I don't know. You had like a partial plan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I still have a few weeks before they're bucket ready. You probably have like a week. Okay. Well, a week. Just hop on Amazon, be like 40 gallon bucket. It's probably like $5. Boom. Actually, I don't know how much 40 gallon buckets are. 40 gallon or 20 bucket buckets. is huge. Well, with as many loofahs as you said you planted, you probably need it. Well, I mean, I was thinking about putting, like, each loofah in its own little five-gallon bucket. You know what? You do you. Just that's a lot of pictures. buckets. That is a lot of buckets. <laughs> that's a lot of buckets. You'll, I you'll really would feel a lot better if you just took a few of the loofah plants off of my hands and, uh... Why don't you just put them on Facebook, whatever, and see if you can sell them? The plants? Yeah. I can do that. Wait until they're like bucket ready or whatever and just put them in a one dollar fucking dollar general planter. Plant thing, yeah. I suppose we can do something like that. Same with your Let's little see cherries. Happens. See what happens. My cherries haven't blossomed yet. That's okay, they will. My bonsai, the one bonsai is doing great. Like the pine one. Uh-huh. Both. In the the mug and the little shot glass and in the little Bamboo sack. Okay. I mean, they're thriving. Yeah. The other three are, like, taking their sweet-ass time. You need to talk to them more. Well, I have been talking to them. More. Giving them encouragement. Grow, bitch, grow. Maybe they don't like being called bitch. Don't call them birch, either. That'll probably piss them off. They're not birches. Cover your ears. I did not call you. I did not call them birches. <laughs> Cover your ears. <laughs> Well, Anyways. That's, that's exciting. How was your week? Busy. <gasps> Stressful. <Ooh>. Busy. <gasps> Good news. So last year with the council that I'm part of, it's called the Joint Enlisted Council. I was just a contributing member of this committee for the holiday party. Uh-huh. But I kept getting roped in by the president to help with other things. Uh huh. So we had a car show. Ooh. A salute the troops car show, September, I think it was 11th last year. It was a success. We had 94 car, like show cars show up. Yay. Gave out like $4,000 worth of raffles, had nice. boards, ribbons, you know, nine yards, food trucks, all, all that jazz. We had it at a school parking lot because that was the only place we could secure with such a short amount of time because uh-huh. our council didn't get to start up till August because of COVID and all the, mm-hmm. you can't have clubs and meetings and shit. Yeah. Well, this year we finally got to do like all the turnover stuff, even with like some of the COVID stuff. And we started mid last month. So mid-May started planning. 
And there's a parking lot right outside of the base that I work on that is leased from civilian people. Like it's not mm-hmm. part of the base. So it's mm-hmm. like owned by this really rich dude, I guess. So we were coordinating on and off, uh, like I think starting Monday last week, we started coordinating. And then I just answered the email because it was pretty late. And I think that got like our master, like sergeant at arms. So the guy that does all the legal stuff, he had already left for the day. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just respond. I respond and by Thursday, we got authorization to use his parking lot. Nice. The guy that I'm planning it with is concerned that there's not enough parking. So Friday, I took a Google Earth image and I counted each parking spot. Wow. There are 566 parking spots. I think we'll have enough parking for everything we need. I even made like a map layout of like a rough, this is where we can put this. This can be where the cars, like show cars are. This can like be where the parties and people are. That's a huge parking lot. It's fucking massive. But when you like drive by it, you're like, oh, that's not too big, but it's huge. Yeah. It's fucking massive. So I don't think we need any additional parking. Yeah. Yeah. Like even if we got 150 cars. You would still be golden. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I sent him that. He hasn't responded. He's very slow at responding on Facebook, even though he's always on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how it goes. So far, successful. We've got the parking area, so I can finish updating the flyer and start posting that shit out. Yep. Much excited. Go you. Yeah. Why aren't you in charge? I am. I'm the fucking president of the council this year. Oh, good. All right. Well, now that that... I was just saying, you know, I kind of segued really quickly. But yeah, last year I was part of the car show. So I helped with some of the planning. Not all of the planning. Yeah. But uh, we finally have two people that are looking to chair and like co-chair that committee. So like they'll take on the majority of the responsibilities. Yeah. But right now we're just trying... Like we were trying to secure that parking lot just so we could start pushing it really hard. Because evidently you're supposed to push car shows like months in advance. Well, that helps the people with the cars. Yeah, plan, plan. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then we have like a backup date. I gotta look it up, but. But yeah. Very nice. And then I just remembered ten minutes before I called you for this. Uh, I need to go to Sam's Club and pay for the army birthday cake. That. They're doing, like, we're doing a happy 247th Army birthday on Tuesday, so. Yay. Yep. I gotta go do that after this. Other than Fun that. stuff. Other than that, one of my coworkers gave me a 32-inch TV. Yay. Yeah, he's, I was like, do you want me to pay for it? He's like, no, I steal all your chocolate all the time, so this is, this is good enough. <laughs> I agree. So I've been playing Breath of the Wild on it. I started, I, like, I restarted the Zelda Switch game. And it's been very, very nice. fun so far. Well, now you just need to get an Xbox and play ESO with me. Yeah, that's what I thought. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Worth a shot. Worth like a I shot. would, but Whoop. I enjoyed ESO on desktop. I don't know if I could do it with a controller. I tried playing Final Fantasy on a PS whatever it was before, and that was very difficult. It's so much easier when you have a whole keyboard and a mouse. 
Just saying. Yeah. That's like me telling you, you should just re-download WoW and play WoW with me. Yeah, I tried that. Yeah, I know. saw how well that worked. <laughs> Lost interest very quickly. Very quick. Yes. Very quick. Anyway, how was your week? Um, Good. Busy. Uh, I got a lot accomplished. A lot accomplished. Was that in between your being angry about certain aspects of vacation time? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I took all that anger and put it into my work, and it is amazing what you can get done. Nice. Yeah, that is a whole situation in itself. Uh, But I will say right now they have not confirmed nor denied my request. It's still just sitting there pending. And then they tried to give me an ultimatum. And then on top of all of that, which you don't know, is they jacked up my paycheck. On top of all of that. Nice. (laughs) Be like, so about that paycheck fuck up. You want to help me out with these days that I've requested off? Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think you should uh, hit yes on those. Yeah, just go ahead and approve it. It'll (laughs) be fine. Like, um, yeah. Hmm. It, it, like I said, busy but productive. I did get my money. Mm -hmm. The screw up was fixed, but the PTO is still pending. And, uh, I got a lot of work done. I I got my branch down. Like it's usually about 300 charts, give okay. or take. Mm-hmm. So I got it down to 170. Wow. Was, yeah. Pay raise time. I was I was pissed. Oh, you can give them an ultimatum. I know, right? You see how beautiful this looks? You guys can either you give me a pay stay. raise or <laughs> you can approve my time off. Right. <laughs> Go ahead, just make it a like a five dollar pay raise with the way gas prices are right now. Girl, so. gas. It's so. only getting worse. Oh no. It costs me so much to fill up my car. Eric said, I spent eighty dollars today. I said, Oh what? He said gas. Yeah. <laughs> it's like holy shit. It usually takes us like 30, 40 bucks to fill up. It is now like eighty to ninety dollars to yep. fill up. Same with us. That's insane. And that was with my 10 cent discount. <sighs> God love Walmart. They're trying their little 10 cent card thing. But I uh, see I have the shell one. Oh, the shell. Yeah. yeah shell and T-Mobile. Shell does it too. So I have 10 cents off, but that like, it saves you nothing at this rate. Yeah. It's insane. Hey, 10 cents is better than nothing. That's I'm what I told saying. my husband. Just saying. It's uh. It's insane. And then groceries. Groceries are also getting to the point where I'm just like, well, back to college days because yeah, me, man. Ramen and SpaghettiOs because, yeah, uh, we got probably enough meals for two or three days. Like, we, not a lot. And it was like $175. Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck did we buy? Yeah, like, what are we buying? Like, fuck. Buy off brand name stuff, it still costs just as much. Yeah, it's it's uh it's getting pretty ridiculous out there. Yeah. Wonder can you eat loofahs? <laughs> Exfoliate the inside. <laughs> it's uh poof. 
We're going to be living off our tomatoes. We're growing. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's crazy. Cray cray. Oof. Anything else exciting? Um. Oh, this fantasy football thing. When do people have to sign up? Uh, I need people to start signing up. I need everybody who wants to play signed up by August 1st. Oh, got plenty of time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just putting the word out there so they yeah. can chew on it. And, um, <clears throat> when it gets a little closer to time, I'll start making posts a little more frequently. Yeah. Um, but I need everybody signed up by August 1st so I can figure out how many people want to play. If we can have two teams or if we're just doing one, um, and then we, I'll set up the draft once I get all that stuff situated, figure out who's playing where type thing. Yep. Uh, set up the draft. We will have to have a draft. You will have to be. Uh, I am going to say the draft is mandatory just because it's a lot more fun when people are there and it takes so much time if you're not there and the auto draft has to kick in. So I'd really like it if everybody can make it to the draft, but we'll, we'll set all that up, up, do a time. Yeah. And then, uh, we'll start playing in, uh, September. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's exciting. I just, I thought I was thinking like mid July and I was like, man, I'm going to forget, but August is good. Yeah. August 1st. Okay. So next month I'll probably start doing like pushing it hardcore, but, um, That way I can just kind of get everything set up. But on our Discord, I do have a fantasy football little channel set up. Yep. So you can go on there and sign up there. I still need you to email because I have to have your email address. It is secure. I'm not going to be pimping out your email address. Um, And if you do sign up or if you like the, the little saying or the little verbiage, I guess, whatever, what the post. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, I will open up the locked channel so you can see kind of the rules and how to play. And you can ask questions and all of that. Easy. So awesome. Easy peasy. Easy. Um, Let's see. This is coming out. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Yeah, it would be. It will be Father's Day when we post this Uh. shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, day before. So yeah, happy happy Father's Day. Happy happy Papa Day for all the papas out there, all the dog papas, all the step papas, all the all the papas. You like the singer about the moon and the June and the springer. Okay, anyway, um, that's really all I got for updates. But my topic is exciting. It'll be more exciting Ooh. if your topic is the one about. Trees or whatever the fuck you were going to talk about last week. Fuck. No. No, not trees. Okay. Well, not as exciting. But I'm going to go first because you went first last week and it's my turn to go first. And I'm really excited about this one. I can tell. Hit me with it. Okay, so because I have this problem to the point now where my husband's like, stop spending your money on fucking plants. Oh, okay. I was doing my normal morning scroll through all the news articles on Facebook thing. 
And yeah. I came across one that I shared in that freaking houseplant hobbyists group. Did you join that group that I shared to you on Facebook? Uh, I don't think you shared it to me. I think I did. I think I invited you. I invited you to it. Is it my old one? <clears throat> oh, uh, yeah, maybe. No, no, because now that one just shows up as Facebook user. I'll send it again to you. Anyways, there's okay. a Facebook group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. called houseplant hobbyists and it's a bunch of people that are like super uh, obsessed with houseplants okay mm-hmm. and my friend lorena sh- shared it to me anyways back to my new news scrolling i came across this article and it was like the benefits of having houseplants and how they're actually good for you oh so i read it right and i was like oh that's really good meant to send it to myself did not send it to myself of course yep so i found this health line pro- like product a Healthline freaking write-up thing. And it's the seven benefits of indoor plants. <gasps> and they're science-backed benefits. Ooh. Like, and I pulled up the studies and they're like legitimate scientific studies of like, they took participants, had a freaking control group, all that good, good jazz. You know, I could still do the tree story. If you want, if you have it. Continue. Okay. I'm deciding. So, some people, for whatever reason, don't like houseplants. And my husband's argument is plants produce both oxygen and carbon dioxide because at nighttime they go to sleep and they release carbon. But, I don't know. There's a lot of air purifying plants that you can buy that are beautiful. I think I have two. But. Okay. They make me happy. Like, I like looking at my plants until they start dying. Then I get really sad and I don't know how to fix them. But. Well, why do you let your plants start dying? So I got this. I think it's called an alacosta. No, it's not an alacosta. It's something. But it has root rot. And I don't know how to get rid of the root rot. So I just stuck it outside and it only has one leaf surviving right now. Oh. Yeah, so I don't I don't know how to go forward with it. Um, I killed my beerkin too. Uh, it also had root rot, so I now stick to like pothoses and easy to root rot with. means you're watering them too much, right? Well, it's either that or the soil's bad or the soil doesn't drain enough or it could be anything. But yeah, normally it's a watering issue. Okay. But it's really weird because when you read about these certain plants, it's like water every few days and ensure the soil drains great. And yeah, they're tropical plants, so they enjoy the moisture and you give them water and they fucking die. So anyways, moving on. I've I've killed two plants, but all the rest of my plants are very happy. Even do you have like little plant ghosts running around? I need to know. Oh, how cute. What is that? It's my little Venus flytrap. I want one. And I brought my Does other one work? back from the Does den. Does it work for the gnats? Uh, so far, so good. I think this one caught a couple. I know the other one caught a few and then I killed it, but I brought it back from the dead. Oh. <gasps> and it's because I repotted it and I put it in the wrong kind of soil. Oh. But so I just repotted it and I left it alone and it's back. Like it has three new little baby flytrap buds. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I have two of those and so far they work. Okay. Anyway, so back to the seven benefits of indoor plants. (laughs) We're going to get there, folks. I promise. So number one, 
is they help reduce stress levels. And in a study published by the Journal of Physiological Anthropology, it found that plants in both your home and or your office can make you feel comfortable, soothe the natural, like you just feel natural. Wow, is that your natural? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of okay. a good way to put that, but I guess you just feel comfortable but clothed. It's a weird thing. Okay. This study was, they were college-age students. They were given two different tasks. One group was told to repot a house plant, and the other group was told to, like, conduct a short computer-based task. And then after each of those tasks, the researchers measured the biological factors associated with stress, and they measured, like, heart rate, blood pressure, all that good jazz. And they found that the ones that were told to repot a plant had a very lower stress response than the ones doing the computer task, which had a spike in heart rate, and their blood pressure was even higher Okay. than those that repotted plants. So they're just saying, like, working with plants and being in nature is one way to, like, reduce your stress and, like, kind of bring down your heart rate and blood pressure and stuff. So that's a natural way to make yourself better. Well, there you go. This is the one that I fucked it up with. And it says, real plants may sharpen your attention. Oh. So in this group, they took 23, like, uh, middle school age kids. Okay. And they put them in four different rooms. And this is the one that had one room had a real plant. One room had a fake plant. You know, one was just a photograph of a plant and one no plants. Okay. And while they were in those rooms, they did brain scans of each of the kids. And the ones that were studying with like the real live plants in the classroom were able to better concentrate than the students with the other three groups. Okay. So I guess that goes back to that feeling comfortable and relaxed. Yeah. Like, how cool is that? That's way cool. It's so good. Okay, next, number three. It says working with plants can be therapeutic. And I thought this was pretty cool because some countries are now prescribing plants to patients with depression, anxiety, and dementia. Oh, dementia, really? Yep. And so what some of these researchers have found in these other countries is that using horticulture and like messing with plants, like just being around plants, uh, helps to increase the feelings of well-being. Okay. So uh, England is one of the primary countries that are like prescribing potted plants and plants to patients that have depression and anxiety. But they're continuing to study to see how it can help other patients, like with dementia and like Alzheimer's and all that. Well, that's good. awesome. But like, how fucking cool is that? That's really cool. I was just like, oh, no wonder I have so many plants. Buying plants just makes me happy. It's your happy place. I just wish they didn't cost so much. Everything costs so much. Okay, anyways, number four. <laughs> plants may help you recover faster from illness. Oh. <gasps> What? Yeah. Okay. So it says here that being able to just look at plants and flowers may speed up your recovery from illness, injury, or surgery. Oh. In 2002, 
A review of some research revealed that people recuperating from several kinds of surgery needed less pain medication and had shorter hospital stays than people who weren't looking at greenery during the recovery period. Wow. So that's why you always send flowers, folks. I guess so. Let's fill my room full of plants, please. Okay, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Ones that I can keep, not dead flowers. Um, It also says, like, hospitals that have, like, a lot of greenery outside. Uh Like outside the hospital rooms also contribute to that recovering faster because you're just getting like that view of nature. Um, It does say that it's important to note that most research focuses on plants and natural sceneries just in the hospital rather than at home. So this 2002 study was just conducted in hospitals. Okay. Uh, Number five is plants may boost your productivity. And it says that multiple studies have found that plants in the workspace increase both productivity and creativity. One frequently cited study from 1996 found that students in a campus computer lab worked 12% faster and were less less stressed when the plants were nearby. Okay. Like each little... Computer cubby should just have, like, a little plant. Yeah. In 2004, researchers challenged people to make creative word associations, and they performed better when a plant was in the room with them. Wow. Like, (laughs) what? And then in 2007, a study showed that people with more plants in their workspace took fewer sick days and were more productive on the job. Well, there we have it. And again, these go back to like legitimate scientific studies. Like you pull up the page and it's like written in the weird, you know, scientific Scientific, language. Yeah. Yeah. Uh (laughs) When really all they had to do was say plant, they use a 12 syllable word. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The the Latin name of that plant. Like I'm never going to find this in Lowe's. Can somebody tell me what this is? (laughs) Love it. Okay. So that's pretty cool because just, just those three studies and then the one from 96, that's often cited like yeah imagine how much more productive i would be if i worked in a jungle oh <gasps> i wouldn't want to work in a jungle i need Too like a spiders little work no like a little makeshift one in your office geez i mean i'm pretty sure i'm gonna end up with a garden in my fucking office at the rate you're going you're gonna have lupus cherries bonsais what else you got in there Maters, just bring her some made plants back in <laughs> just bring everything in come on need to change my light to a uv light you know oh i have thought about getting those little grow, grow lamp things yeah they're. i really think they're called halo that. yeah i know i don't okay anyway number six <laughs> plants may improve your whole outlook on work a view of the city park might improve anyone's job satisfaction but it might surprise you to learn that a potted plant could have a similar effect Researchers interviewed over 440 Amazon employees in India and the U.S. They found that those whose office environment included natural elements like real indoor plants were more satisfied with their job and were more committed to working for their company than those who didn't have those in their office. So real plants, not fake plants. Real plants, not fake plants. And the article that I read on... Facebook. God, I cannot remember. And I tried finding it, but it was saying like 
there was like they did a little test study thing and they had like real plants, like a little pothos, right? A real one. And they left it in their office for like a week. Did some work, felt, you know, happy, content with life, just calm, all that. And then they traded it out for a fake one of the same like species of plant. Uh-huh. And they didn't feel as like relaxed and focused. And I don't know if it was like that psychological thing of knowing that it wasn't a real plant or if like whatever the plant was putting off, like the chemicals and the fresh air and stuff. Yeah. If that also contributed to it, like they weren't sure either, but like huh. that's interesting. Yeah. And then number seven, plants may improve the quality of indoor air. So you have to remember like when buying house plants, they're still in dirt unless you remove that dirt from them. But then you have to remember you have to keep the water clean. You have to change it out. Make sure you change out the gravel stuff if that's how you do it. Because if you buy a bad plant um, from like a store or a nursery or something, like the, there could be mold in the soil. There could already be pests or something in the soil. So you have to be very mindful of that. I know on that house house plants group that I'm in, a lot of people quarantine their new plants like outside or into a whole different room. That way fungus and disease and pests can't spread to their already healthy, clean plants. Wow. So it's just something to keep in mind like when you're buying these plants. And then if you go to a really good nursery or even Lowe's, they'll have like your air purifying plants separated from just regular plants. Or you can ask an associate like, hey, I'm just here to get some, you know, air purifying plants. Which ones do you suggest? Okay. So you can keep that in mind. Uh, There was one greenhouse I went to here that legit had just a whole row and they had a big sign above that says, we clean your air and we're perfect for your office. Oh, wow. And it was just the whole, that whole row was it. And I was like, that's pretty cool. So on to the scientific support. Um, there are some plants that scrub contaminants from the air, and this was done in a NASA study in the 1980s. So that's pretty cool. So they took certain types of plants and realized, like, certain ones actually do take stuff out of the air, whereas other ones just make oxygen kind of thing. Yeah. Um, when they were doing this study, they were looking for ways to improve the air quality in the sealed spacecraft. And... They concluded that the roots and soil of houseplants, certain ones, reduced airborne volatile organic compounds. Wow. So that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Um, since those studies, researchers have both confirmed those findings, so NASA's original findings in the 90s, and they continue to study it today, like to see if there are other plants that can do the same thing. Um, research findings suggest you'd have to shelter a large, like a huge number of plants to purify, like, in a very efficient manner but even just a little bit like next to your computer or something is helpful yeah so it says here they've got a list that are shown to be the most effective and boston ferns rubber trees spider plants ficus trees and bamboo palms seem to be the best i also know that peace lilies I think it's called like Chinese money plant. And there's one other one that if you have them in your room, they're really good for air purifying too. 
I like the sound of Chinese money plants. It looks really cool. They're like, it just, I don't have my other one in here, but it has like these really thick stalks and they're just like perfect circle. They look like lily pads, but out of water. Huh. They're really cool. Okay. <laughs> All right, monocle. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is important though. Like if you go on a shopping spree for plants, like I have. You need to make sure that they are kid and pet friendly because there are a lot of plants that are not kid and pet plant friendly. Pothos are definitely not pet friendly. Okay. Do not recommend if you have cats or dogs that like to eat plants. Okay. Aloe vera is also one that is not good for your pets. Okay. Probably not your kids either, but. (laughs) Hey, aloe vera, like aloe plants help burns. And. Poinsettias are very poisonous to animals. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, there there are, are a lot, so just make sure when you're going out and buying plants, if you have either kids or pets or both, just be very mindful when you when you get those. Um, another thing that I've learned in this house plants hobbyist group is if you do have mold, oh, and that guy we watch on Instagram. Uh-huh. The plant master dude. Mm-hmm. If you have like, or if you're concerned about mold or fungus, if you just sprinkle cinnamon in your soil or like around the plant, it helps get rid of it. And it also helps get rid of gnats. <gasps> if you sprinkle soil or cinnamon in cinnamon. your soil. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that with our outside plants. Yep. And see if it works. You sprinkle cinnamon on them. Like sure shit. I did it because we had one of our... Pots outside were just swarming with gnats. I don't know where the fuck they came from. Yeah. I used the same soil in four different containers, and it was just this one. So I don't think it was the soil. So I went out there and fucking sprinkled half a jar of cinnamon. And the minute the cinnamon hit where they were at, they just up in the air, gone. Nope. They just noped right out of that plant. (laughs) So I was like, well, that's really fucking cool. Um. Yeah, so uh, today is watering day for my plants. They're currently sitting in the sink getting water. I've mm-hmm. learned that if you bottom water your plants, you have less of a chance for root rot. Okay. So they also say when you buy a plant that's already like in one of those plastic containers, to just go ahead and buy a pot if you want to put it in like a ceramic pot or something that will hold that plastic container. Okay. Because it makes watering your plants easier. And then when you have to transplant it, they say to do the same thing, like plant it in a bigger plastic pot and put it in your decorative. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I think that's how I killed my other, my other plant. I did not leave it in the plastic container. Mm. Yeah. Usually people take it out of the plastic container. Yeah. Yep. And repot it. But don't. No, I leave the soil with it though when I replant it. Uh, sometimes that's good, but usually the reason they tell you to, like, clean the roots up really nice and reuse, like, get new soil is because most of the nutrients in that soil that it was in are already depleted, unless you're Uh, regularly fertilizing your plants. Okay. Yeah. So, it's okay (laughs) if you keep that same soil and add to it, and as long as you add, like, a fertilizer or, like, nutrients back into the soil. Yeah. Okay. But, Yeah. 
And a good way to clean your roots and be gentle with them while you're changing out the soils. Like, of course, you can break up most of that outer soil. But they say to, like, gently run it underwater while you break up the rest of the soil. That way you're not ripping roots and stuff. Yeah, that's what my fear is. Like, I'm going to end up tearing somebody, tearing a root off or something. But yes, I can definitely confirm 1,000% that one, I relate to every Instagram and TikTok reel that is out there of these people that are like, I buy plants to be happy and they open the door and it's like 3,000 plants in their house. Mm-hmm. Can't Can relate. Because every time okay. I walk into my room, I'm just like, oh my God, look at all my little plants. And I'm so excited. My husband hates <laughs> it. <laughs> but I love okay. them. I have so many. And every time <laughs> he cracks me up because he walks in and he goes, oh my God, there's so many fucking plants in here. I'm like, I yeah, mean, but I love them. I love all of my plants. He's like, does he not understand it. happy wife, happy life? No, I don't think so. Well, it applies to my husband, too. But he doesn't like plants, and that's fine. He doesn't live in this room. I do. So. There you have it. I was like, if you don't like it, don't come in here. Bam. Mic drop. But yeah, like this. (laughs) So, yes, if you guys, like, if you listen to this episode and you have any plant tips, just let me know. Or if you want to be invited to that houseplants hobbyist group, I'll invite you. I've I've already got Charlie in on it, too. So I'll get you in in there. You were just so excited. I am. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love well, plants. now I feel like I'm slack lacking in my plants. Oh no, you're you're fine. Maybe when I come visit you, I can bring you something. Maybe some pot Oh, you have a cat. Does your cat get up on that shelf? Oh, which shelf? No. One right above your head to the right. Where? With flip flops. No. There you go. Leave that for a plant. That's my, uh, that veteran sister wall. Yeah, that's what that is. Yep. (sighs) So that's my topic. Plants, they make me happy. Clearly they make you happy too because you keep buying shit on Amazon and planting a plethora of them. Yeah. I may have bit off more than I could chew on the uh, loofah ordeal, but uh, you live and you learn. So. but here's the real question. Do your plants make you happy? Yes. Okay. See, there you go. Scientific study done. We are very we're... happy. As a matter of fact, I'm, uh, well, I'm kind of working on something for more plants, but to be continued. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, that was great. Yeah. Plants. I love them. All of them. All four, 405,000 of them that I have. Please tell me. Or, or 40,000. All right. Well, I will do the tree one real quick because it's uh, it's really quick. Really, really quick. And then I'll move on to my topic. How's really that? quick? Will what? that make you happy? Okay, sure. It is really quick. I thought it was longer, but uh, <sighs> I'm just going to read the the article that I read. Um, and then I'll move on to my topic. So the tree that I was talking about is called the Man- Manchi. Chenille, M-A-N-C-H-I-N-E-E-L, Manchenille, Manchenille tree. Okay. It's uh, mainly across the coast and the wetlands of America. Okay. And it is also known as the world's deadliest tree. The world's deadliest tree. Yes. Okay, it's a murder it, uh, tree. 
it, it, it's a murder tree. Okay. Sticking with the murder. Why mm-hmm. not? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this tree is so poisonous that simply touching the bark can cause severe rash. Uh, getting rainwater that has touched the tree in your eyes can lead to temporary blind blindness as can smoke from burning the wood of the tree. Mm. The sap will also cause severe rashes, but it's the fruits that become infamous over the world. So eating one of the small apples from this tree will cause tremendous pain and swelling in the throat. And for some unlucky individuals, this can lead to death by asphyxiation. So essentially, every human in the world has an allergic reaction to this tree. However, resourceful humans have found a use for the deadly tree, both to hurt and to heal. The tree was likely known to Native uh, peoples of America for centuries, but with practically no records from these people, it's impossible to confirm the length of time and how they made use of it. The first time the tree enters in historical records for purposes is the late 15th and early 16th century with the arrival of the Spanish conquistadors. Uh, It is not known who exactly named the tree, but it's thought to come from both Spanish and French words. And I'm not even going to try. Both of which refers to a type of apple. So an apple tree, essentially. Yeah. Or or the little apple of death. Little apple Imagine. of death. I'd go with that one. Um, it is also from the Spanish that we get our first glimpse into the tree's primary uses at the time, uh, warfare. The Indians of South America, from whom the English word cannibal is derived, uh, are said to have dipped their arrows in the sap of this tree while also using it to poison water supplies in an attempt to hamper the Spanish advance. Uh, this tree is also toxic to animals and birds, with the rare exception to the striped uh, iguana of Central and South America, which is known to eat its fruits. So the striped iguana is... The, the only thing. Can... Yes. And they actually live in the tree on occasions. It's a good way to preserve your... They have caution signs on these things. Uh Uh-huh. It even says do not stand under when raining. Yeah. If the rain touches the tree and then touches you, it could cause a very bad rash. Wow. Let's see. But they just look like normal trees. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. What in the... What in the... Huh. Okay, well, that was, that's exciting. Terrifying. So, um, <clears throat> over the decades, this tree has slowly moved into the category of endangered, which might sound like a good thing, you know, a tree that kills you for, I mean, if anything touches the tree and then touches you, like, you get whatever it has, um, <clears throat> which is kind of sad. It's sad that it's going into... Well, this is longer than I thought it was. Um, Very but short, yeah. but long. Yeah, yeah it's, short, it's, long. it's short but long, but yeah. So <laughs> essentially, that's, that's, that was the tree that uh, I was talking about. 
So that's crazy. Like when you Google it, it just looks like a normal tree with little tiny red apples. Yeah. Well, they look more like pears to me, like the texture, I would imagine, being pearish. They're uh, deadly, deadly red apples. They're green. Green apples. JK. Still, deadly apples. I wonder if that's apples. what the Wicked Witch Lady used on Snow White. Oh, that's the tree. It's got to be. Got to be. Okay, well, that was exciting. Not as exciting as the seven benefits of houseplants. But no, no, mine was definitely the op- opposite direction. But yeah. Okay, so now my topic. Okay. Now that, well, now that I did a murderous tree. <clears throat> uh, today, we are going to talk about the Davidians. <laughs> <laughs> you look so proud. Look at you. <laughs> you have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? No. Waco. Yep, the I cult know. that got burned alive in Waco because ATF. Oh, yes. We talked about this ages ago and I forgot all about it. Okay. Yes. Have, all right. The video. Yeah, well, it was a brief, like, in, like, the yes, seven yeah. deadliest yep. thing. Okay. So, uh, the Branch Davidian <clears throat> is actually a religious group are not a religious it's a survivalist group um it's kind of like a a spin-off of the group Davidian Seventh Day Adventurous Church yeah so it's weird uh so the early history of the whole Davidian thing so the branch of the Davidians are one of several groups that contain the work of Victor Hoftef Okay. Nailed it. Uh, who was alive from 1885 to 1955. So this like whole thing goes way the fuck back. So this Victor guy is a uh, was a Bulgarian immigrant to the United States and the uh, Seventh Day Adventist SDA SDA yeah layman who in a set of tracks entitled shepherd rods called for reform of the sda church having been rebuffed by adventist leaders uh victor and his original followers settled near waco in 1935 and began to prepare for what they believe was imminent return of jesus okay jesus is coming oh yeah um, complaining that the Adventists had abandoned this task in favor of worldly pursuits, they lived a simple life and avoided most commercial forms of entertainment. Uh, the hardworking community became self-sustaining, and its literature circulated to a group, uh, a growing group of believers across the country. Victor died in 1955 and was succeeded by his wife, Florence. She not only continued his attempts to discern the sign of the end times, uh, but also set April 22, 1959 as the date of the dawn of the new Messiah age. Okay. okay. That's quite a date. Like, why did she pick that date? I have no idea. Like, it's, it's not, not even Easter-ish time. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Uh, Beginning in March of 1959, hundreds of believers gathered 
at the Texas Center. Uh, the failure of the prediction led to the splintering of the movement into several factions. In 1962, Florence announced that she had erred, disbanded her following, and sold Mount Carmel. That's the actual place, I think. So um, one of the factions opposed to Florence's leadership was led by Ben Roden, who had previously called the Davidians to get off the dead end rod, get off the dead rod, and move to the living branch. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben gained control of Mount Carmel and established a General Associations of Davidian Seventh-day Advents, Adventists. He uh, called his members to pure life and promised that Christ would return soon after the members reached a state of moral maturity. That'll never happen. They're human. That's, yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. When uh, Ben died in 1978, members were torn between allegiance to his wife, Lois, 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 and his son, George. Oh, God. Oh, there's a split. We have another split. We have a split. So uh, Lois found uh, an ally in a young covert, Vernon Howell, but her death in 1986 left George in control. Oh, no. Within a year, however, George had asserted his leadership and became the head of Mount Carmel. Oh, nope, not George. Who's that? Vernon. Vernon asserted his leadership and became the head of this Mount Carmel community. Oh, so he beat out George. He beat out George. The son. Vernon beat out George the son. Yes. Okay, George the son. Got it. So we we got a a pissing contest. Yes. And he won. Okay. Okay. Vernon, right? Yep. Vernon quickly moved quickly to assert his spiritual authority. And one of his first acts was the adoption of a new name. David Koresh. This name suggested that he was uh, a spiritual heir of the biblical King David and that he, like Koresh, Hebrew for Cyrus, the ancient Persian king, okay, was a messiah figure. Though not the Messiah Jesus, we don't want to get those confused, Cyrus is the only non Jew to whom the title Messiah or Anointed One was given in scripture. There you go. Uh, Koresh exercised his new authority by taking several spiritual wives. We all know what that means. Yep. From among the group, unmarried members. And in 1989, he asserted that he was the perfect mate for all female members and confided to the Davidian, the Davidians, his intention to create a new lineage of children who he believed would eventually rule the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound psycho at all. <sighs> wow. Okay. I didn't know that. That's insane. Uh, Koresh's interpretation of the Bible rested largely on identifying himself with the lamb mentioned in Revelations 5. Traditionally, the lamb is identified with Jesus, but Koresh distinguished between them suggesting that the lamb's role was to lose the seven seals and to interpret the scroll mentioned in Revelations 5-2 
thereby bringing forth in time revelations of Christ. That Koresh thought that the end time was imminent is suggested in his commentary on Revelations. And I quote, he says, So the question remains, what are the seven seals? And the answer remains, a revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. End quote. At the time of his death, Koresh was hastily preparing his interpretation of the seven seals for publication. Because of several of Koresh's spiritual wives were teenagers, the community was accused of child abuse by a former member and an anti-cult activist. Those allegations were aired in 92 trial in which an ex-member sought custody of his daughter. Good for that ex-member. Coupled with Koresh's launching of a retail gun business, those child abuse charges began to attract the attention of legal authorities. Okay. Investigators, unsophisticated in the apocalyptic language of the Bible adopted by the group, also worried that the Branch Davidian might attack their neighbors or even... Waco while fulfilling an imagined end time scenario. So that's why ATF got involved. Early in 93, ATF agents in Texas requested a search warrant for Mount Carmel, but decided to make a surprise forced entry rather than serve the warrant. The following, <coughs> sorry, following the ill fated ATF raid in February of 93, a subsequent FBI raid and fire two months later that destroyed Mount Carmel. Extensive internal investigations were conducted by the ATF and FBI, followed by public hearings by both the U.S. House of Representatives and the Senate. The agency reports and hearings sought to place blame for the deaths of several agents were disciplined <clears throat> for improper actions. In August of 1999, the U.S. government admitted that federal agents had indeed fired flammable material into or near the Branch of Davidian compound prior to the massive fire. The U.S. Attorney General then called for another investigation of a new set of hearings on the case that would be headed by Special Counsel John Danforth, a former U.S. Senator, <clears throat> in July of 2000. Uh, John issued a preliminary report that absolved the U.S. government of any wrongdoing in this encounter with the Branch of Davidians. So this is what really kind of upsets people because uh, they feel like the uh, ATF and the FBI really didn't have any right to do kind of a no-knock warrant type thing. And it cost the lives of several people. Yeah. And nobody was held accountable for it. Um, a few survivors of the raid were tried in court. They were found not guilty of the murder of the ATF agents, but received lengthy jail sentences for their actions during and after the raid. The remaining survivors, some 25 in number, reorganized, published the writings of Koresh, and began the 
process of rebuilding the movement. By the end of the 1990s, it had more than doubled in size with no clear leadership had emerged. That's insane. Are they still going today? Like, there's still a thing. Yeah, there's still a thing. That's insane. So they're actually, they've expanded now. They're in Missouri, South Carolina, Texas. And uh, Mass and in uh, Salem, huh. Salem, Massachusetts. That's insane. Yeah, that's isn't that crazy? That's insane. So, I mean, there's all kinds of I really <clears throat> was trying to do the history of what it was, yeah. Um, instead of like focusing on the Waco incident because there are just there's so much information out there on the Waco incident. Um, but it's very tragic. Uh, if you don't know, essentially the ATF, it was like a, what, 60, that was 51 days, 51 day standoff Yeah, that ended in a complete shit show. It did. Children, women burned alive. Koresh was dead. I think four, uh, actual government agents, agents were shot and killed. That's insane. They, were, they weren't really doing anything wrong. I mean, they had guns. I don't know if they were illegal or legal, but in the state of Texas, you don't have to register your guns. So there's not really such thing as an illegal gun. Um, yeah. So I could understand, like, being fearful that they are going to start there, what they believe is going to be end of days. You know, I, I can understand that, but maybe that's the what they time. were projecting the whole time. Oh, maybe they the prophecy told of the end times and that was it. Oh, what day was it on? on? It'd be crazy. Do you want to know what day it was on? What day? April 19th. Oh, <gasps> 93. It's still April, though, and that is the weird thing. Sorry, I I brought it up on Wikipedia while you were talking about no, it. No, that's great. <laughs> April 19th, so... So, like, the siege began on the 28th, but April 19th was when they forced entry through gas. And April 22nd was the... The date that, oh, what's her The new predict- Messiah age. Yeah. Like, was the start. Wow! <laughs> It also says here that Koresh was wounded by a bullet, like gunfire. And they believe that the reason that they were negotiating delays is because his male followers are trying to get him to finish his religious documents. Yes. What? Yeah. He had a, I, I can't, I think it was like a typewriter. Somebody was typing and he was writing. So they were trying really hard to finish the, his seven seals. And how to, uh, how to essentially, like, I don't know if it was to start them or close them or open them, but yeah, it had something to do with the seven seals. Imagine like gunshot, you're fucking bleeding out. God, I gotta finish my memoir. They published it though. Yeah, I know. Um, I wonder, I didn't look for it. 
But it's really sad that nobody uh nobody was held accountable. And then Koresh actually died to a gunshot wound in the head. And they have multiple theories that he finished what he was writing, killed himself, or one of his right hand followers killed him in the midst of the chaos and then shot himself because he didn't want to get caught either. Or he just died of the wounds from the standoff. Yeah. Like, they don't really know how he died. Yeah. Well, there were a lot of bullets flying there at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Texas. Yeehaw. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And actually, if you go out, they still have a memorial. There's, like, uh, it's kind of an unofficial memorial, but this guy has, like, a shack that has all the news clippings. and kind of the people in that area really, I mean, they didn't really bother the Davidians, but after what happened with the government, they really came around as a community to try to help them. I'm sure. So, which is very interesting because, you know, Texas, they're, they're all about their guns and stuff, but they, they mostly support the government. So if you got a bunch of Texans saying the government was wrong, something probably went sideways that wasn't supposed to go sideways. Like, if you fucked up, we're human. Humans fuck up. Just be like, ooh, my bad. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, if the government was right, that community would have just shut out the Davidians. You know what I mean? After all of that, instead of coming. Because that's just the way Texas is. Yeah. That bottom line. You're from Texas. You know that that's how it's going to be. You know, it's just, it is what it is. So, uh, but they came around the Davidians and like really came together as a community. And that's what kind of just, we're all gun toting like, yeehaw, let's go have some fun. Hold my beer. So, and they totally support, you know, support. They they support any law enforcement as long as they're correct. The moment they step over the line, though, and are incorrect, you're going to know about it. Yeah. So. That's crazy. Something went terribly wrong, and children and women burned alive, and that's just sickening, you know. Yeah. And they're not really sure what caused the fire. They think it was the gas they were using, like probably got into some of the electrical wiring or something and a spark and it just either that or some person's like fucking panicking set fire to something it was a pretty big compound like some of the images on the this wikipedia site like it's huge it's huge so either that or uh who knows maybe it did spark and that's crazy Uh. huh cult life for you it's a very strange thing yeah but the fact that they like built this compound in the middle of nowhere it is a compound and then made that compound self-sustaining that's phenomenal you got to give them credit where credit's due like that's excellent yeah that's that's pretty good kind of living off the grid doing your own thing Whatever that was. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Good 
he used to have like commercials and shit for the seventh day. I really feel like growing up, I would see commercials for the seventh day Adventists. It's possibility. I'm going to Google that real quick. I read somewhere too that they were also known for, well, prepping, but of course they're in the times. They're going to be prepping the shit out of everything. I bet they had lots of plants. Uh-huh. There is a Seventh-day Adventist church here in the town that I live in, by the way. Oh, well, there you go. So it says uh, here that the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist they continue what they saw as the original teachings of the Davidian and had had no connection to Koresh or the branch of Davidians. So... Anyway, okay, well, that. Yeah, that that was my topic. Crazy. Though I'm still pretty mind-blown that April 19th was the end of the 51-day standoff thing. That is pretty interesting. Oh, no, What's-Her-Face came up with April 22nd. There you have it. Yeah, like, what? What? Crazy. Crazy shit. So that's not as happy as houseplants, but. No, no. Actually, both my stories were depressing. You're welcome. I don't know. The murder plant's pretty good. Well, yeah. The poisonous tree. It's crazy. Okay, before we end our podcast, Uh or I can tell you about it after. It doesn't matter to me. I don't Do you fast pass on Webtoons? I have not. Okay. Do I need to? No, I'll just show you now. So oh, okay. I am on the Patreon page of the chick that does the croaking, right? Uh-huh. And if you join a certain tier, she'll doodle you into her comics. <gasps> Did you join the tier? Yes, but I look terrible as a comic. <laughs> but I want to see. I was going to screenshot it and send it to you, but since it's a fast pass, I didn't want to get banned. But let me go to the end. So you're in the comic? I am in the comic. But it looks ter- like <laughs> I don't make a good comic person. But <laughs> that's so cool, though. Like, how cool is that? And I'm on this panel. Hold on, let me find it. Oh boy, outside having dilemmas. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so. <laughs> I was drawn in. And I was just staring at it. I was like, "Man, I am. That is not who." <laughs> I should have told her, "Draw me in with long hair." <laughs> but like, I thought that was pretty cool. That is way cool. Yeah. So fast look pass. at you. Yeah, look at me. Money going uh, to good use. I uh, the Laura Olympus one came out. Did you fast pass those ones? No, I've got three that I'm behind because I know you're all the way caught up. Girl, I fast passed the shit out of me. So I I am caught up to the, until the three, the last three that you have read, because I haven't fast passed. Okay. Just, is he okay? Is he okay? 
I don't know. They it's... haven't found him yet. Seriously? Yeah. Three episodes and they haven't found him? Nope. <sighs> Where is he? No, I don't know. They're looking. Is he? Oh, and fucking, like, oh, fucking bastard. Yeah. Fuck you, Kronos. Yeah. Okay, well, it gets a lot more interesting, so. So you're telling me I need to fast pass for three? <sighs> no, don't fast pass. If you can wait, just wait. Unless you really want to fast pass, but it's good. Though I have to say, Ares cracks me up. Like, he is so full of himself. <laughs> but in, like, a really dumb jock way. Yeah. And, like, he cracks me up when he's trying to always get Persephone <laughs> to fucking, like, fall for him. It Like, he cracks me up. But, yes. um, that, That's great. But, yeah, I'm, there I am in the comic. I'm so excited. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm gonna when it comes out, I'm gonna screenshot it and then send it to you and be like, I saw it. Yeah, once it comes out, I like I wanted to screenshot it last night, but Well, she's got like six episodes you can fast pass. Yes, well, um it Which is... episode are you in? Episode Hold on. One sixty seven. So forty days I'll be able to read it. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Uh, when you get to it, you'll know. Well, I'll just fast pass them. We'll, we'll just, we'll buy some coins in uh, 40 days. Wow, like, this how? woman is like ahead of herself. Like and then it. I started a new comic on Capus, which is another Webtoons thing. Let me see. Capus. Capus. Oh, okay. And uh, it's called The Return of the Eighth Class Mage. Oh. Already caught up on that too, huh? I thought there were a lot more than just 37 episodes. That's why I started it. And then I found it like all caught up last night. And I have nothing to do. Twiddle your thumbs. Now what do I do? But yes. Okay. Anyway, that was Anywho. fun. Those were great topics. We totally geeked out there. Plants make me happy. Yay, plants! Web comics make me happy. Lufas for everyone. I would say the downfall of cults make me happy, but that story is kind of sad. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, happy Father's Day to all of your dads and father types out there. Hopefully yep. you get nice grilling stuff or... Car washing stuff or dad things, new socks, you know, coffee mugs. Number one dad t-shirts. Yeah, maybe some couch potato time. Ooh. I like it. Find us on all the social medias. You know where to look. Sign up for fantasy football. It's going to be fun. I'm going to be so stressed out because I won't understand it. Coffee chaos chatter at gmail.com. Yep. Let us know in the subject Final Fantasy sign up or whatever the fuck Sabrina wanted. And uh, yep, send us your email address. Let's get this shit going. August 1st. August 1st. All entries are due August 1st.
Okay. And then uh, join our Discord. We have all the fun things on there. All the fun plants. Plants. Memes. Uh, football. Plants. Fantasy. Recipe. Football. Mm-hmm. Memes. All the stuff. General talks. Yep. Gaming talks. Yep. Recipes. Yep. Plants. Until next time. <gasps> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>